following program is being brought to you on the seventh wave network for more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit seventhwavenetwork.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. We are here to tell you to continue doing what you are doing. What you are doing is bringing light and information onto the planet. What you are doing is reconnecting strands. What you are doing is reconnecting strings. You must know that you are a master. We have come because of your reputation. These are the six phrases that have come through the reconnection brought in by Dr. Eric Pearl. He was a renowned chiropractor with a successful practice seeing as many as 200 patients a day in California. And one day, all of a sudden, miraculous healing started to occur. This has become known as the work of the reconnection and reconnective healing. I'm very happy to have on 1111 Talk Radio today, Dr. Eric Pearl. Welcome, Dr. Pearl. Hey, thank you for having me. Can I just um, correct one thing before people start to freak out? I wasn't seeing 200 people a day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I I got that information from somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm sure you did, but uh, probably some kind of a typo. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was seeing a lot of people, but 200 people a day, wow. (laughs) Well, you're a very (laughs) successful chiropractor, and what you're doing now is creating a whole different phenomena of success. It is creating healing, bringing light and information onto the planet. And that is what I'm very excited to talk about, primarily because I have also experienced it personally and I have attended the trainings, uh, Level 1, 2, and 3. So I really see the work that you're doing and I'm really excited to support uh, people in knowing more about it. I'd like to go back first to um, give a little bit of background during this segment and let people know how this all came about. And I know that you were prompted by your office manager back in 1993 to go to Venice Beach uh, where you were to see uh, a, a gypsy of sorts that told you that you were a healer and that you needed to have something called an axiotonal alignment. Uh, tell me what an axiotonal alignment is and how this relates to the reconnection. Sure. Well, um the axiotonal alignment is sort of, let me see how to best explain this. Um, the axiotonal alignment is a way to, a way to reconnect us with um, a more fuller existence that we once had. This was the original concept behind the axiotonal alignment. The funny thing is, is that no one who had the axiotonal alignment had this response, apparently, that I had. I'll, I'll give you the background of the story in a nutshell so it sort of makes sense. Um, as I said, I was a chiropractor, and somewhere in my 12th year in practice, a few strange things happened. And 
I did end up getting dragged off to the beach and meeting this woman who did this kind of axiotonal alignment work. And she told me that I needed this to reconnect my meridian lines to the grid lines on the planet that further tied us into the grids throughout the universe. And it all sounded quite fascinating until the point where she told me I needed you know, to give her $333 for the process. And I thought that was a little ridiculous, so I decided to leave and not pay any attention to it. But she scribbled something down and said, here you can read about this in a book called The Book of Knowledge, The Keys of Enoch by, um, by J.J. Hertog. So I didn't plan on paying any attention to it, but it stayed on my mind, and I kept finally thinking about it so much that I went to read about it, and it was on my mind so much I decided to have the work done. Well, apparently, apparently I had some response to this that no one had before me or after my um, lap started turning itself on every, you know, three days or so in the middle of the night and waking me up. A door or two would open somewhere in the house as I went in to see my patients. Um, they could suddenly feel my hands before I touched them. My palms blistered a couple of times. My palm actually bled once, not like a stigmata. But, you know, more as if you accidentally stick your hand with a pin or a needle. And my patients began losing consciousness and words started coming through them. Well, needless to say, I called the woman up who did this work and she ran out of answers as to why this was going on. And she connected me with the person who supposedly channeled in the axiotonal alignment. And they didn't really have any answers. And the answer that finally everyone came up with was that the axiotonal alignment was a key. It was this woman who created it has pretty much created a key. And every time she taught people how to do the axiotonal alignment, it was like giving them a duplicate of this key. And as she sent them out in the world, she was in essence telling them to keep trying doors. Somewhere a door was supposed to open up, and a lock, unlock, and a door open. And apparently, I was that door. I wasn't the gift. I was the door. I mean, for instance, I'm in Chicago right now. If the door opened up and Oprah Winfrey walked in, no one's going to run over and go, wow, what a great door. You know, the gift would be what comes through the door. And even the woman who did the work for me came back to me later to receive this gift. So it brings us beyond anything that the axiotonal alignment is there to do any longer because the door is open. And instead, what it does is it allows us to access a new level of healing that the researchers feel has not even been here before. Does that and and this, uh, this axiotonal alignment, the way that they phrased it, this was written about uh, slightly in, in J.J. Hertak's book, and it does follow the meridian system. It's similar to acupuncture in the way he described it, but it doesn't end just with the physical system. This goes beyond our physical system and is categorized as something called medical astronomy. So the reconnection and reconnective healing is not just the physical system. It goes beyond that place. Is that correct? That's right. It takes us beyond the physical as we know it today. And um, it takes us beyond the physical as we know it today and allows us to access a more multidimensional existence. Now, according to the people researching this work, 
um, they're finding more and more keys into it because some of the things you're talking about are quotes from that wonderful book by J.J. Hertog, The Keys of Enoch. But um, science is now looking at this pretty much be What J.J. says is that the book, The Keys of Enoch, is the theoretical aspect of this work. And what is coming through the reconnection and reconnective healing is the actual practical work that is now here on the planet. And this is what researchers such as Gary Schwartz from the University of Arizona and Dr. William Tiller and Konstantin Karatkov from Russia and, and Lynn McTaggart from the UK and others are all looking into what is it that seems to make reconnective healing so very different than anything we've been able to access in the way of energy healing before. And the answer is that this takes us beyond the subsets of energy, such as Reiki and Qigong and all of the energy healing techniques, Alpha, Beta, Delta, Gamma, and all of those things, and allows us to not even just access the entirety of energy, but it seems to have opened us up to more of the universe, a spectrum that consists of energy, light, and information in a level that we haven't had here before. Dr. William Tiller has done four consecutive studies on this at different locations where we've taught the Reconnective Healing Seminars and found that the amount of excess-free thermodynamic energy that is released into the room once we access Reconnective Healing would only be accessible on this plane through energy healing if we heated the room up physically to over 300 degrees centigrade, which, of course, would be impossible because everyone would die. Right, and, and, and it's not to discount the other healing practices, but oh, they, no. in a sense, fall underneath this. It's as if the reconnective healing and reconnection are the umbrella that encompasses all that, so it far exceeds the necessity of any of these other forms at this point. Right, but I, I don't. I don't want to use the concept of underneath because we have to watch our words. Sometimes words give a false sense of judgment or positioning. What happens is, is that all of these energy techniques we've had up until now are important. They're an integral part of this fabric, just as each thread is an integral part of a, for instance, a piece of cloth or a shirt. I mean, if you start to pull out the threads it falls apart, but once you've got the rest of it to make the shirt, you can do a lot more than you can with some threads, and we are here for our human evolution. Every step we've been on is important, and yet our growth is on hold if we fall so much in love with one step that we get a little blanket, a pillow, a boombox, and we move in. We actually have to kiss that step, bless that step, love, love that step, and thank that step, but for God's sakes, allow it to be a step and step up off of it. And that's what we're being offered now. It says time is opening up and expanding. We are being offered greater gifts. And we are with Dr. Eric Pearl, 
the founder of the Reconnection and Reconnective Healing and author of the Reconnection Heal Others, Heal Yourself, which is now published in over 30 languages. 55,000 people in more than 70 countries have been trained, and it has been documented in six books to date. With research programs currently in progress under the guidance of Drs. Gary Schwartz, William Tiller, Konstantin Korotkov, and many others. Join us back in just a few minutes, and we'll speak a little bit more to Dr. Eric Pearl. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Reiki, Balancing Form and Essence, hosted by Reiki Master Phyllis Lay Foramoto, brings to the 7th Wave Network this worldwide human art form. Join Phyllis every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time as she shares her experiences from around the globe and helps you to understand the effects of living in conscious relationship with the energy of Reiki. Reiki, Balancing Form and Essence, every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Listening on a Higher Dimension. 7th Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. The reconnection has been taught to healing over 55,000 people in more than 70 countries. It has been documented in six books to date, including the international bestseller, The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself by Dr. Eric Pearl. He's with us today discussing the reconnection and how this new form of healing brings light, energy, and information onto the planet, accessible to anyone and being able to be performed by anyone. Dr. Pearl, this is something that is new and it is different. 
and it is creating powerful shifts for many people on many different levels. Does it affect just the physical level? Does it go into the other levels of us, the, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual? What can someone expect to experience if they have a reconnected healing session and then the reconnection? Well, heal, healing is not about just physical, mental, spiritual, or emotional. It's about all of that and much more because healing is about balance. If you have what people call just the physical or mental or emotional healing, you're not having a healing. You're just having a symptom release. Um, for healing, the system comes into a vibration of balance, and then the imbalances, having nothing left to hold on to, simply vibrate out. And we, we understand how this is working more and more from the research of Dr. Fritz Popp and others who has discovered um, that we actually do emit light from the DNA in each of our cells. What I wanted to do to just tie up where we were a minute ago into something a little more clear, the point that I was making, I think, before we ended that segment, was that if you, time is expanding right now and we are being given the ability to access a more multidimensional existence. We're being given greater gifts or greater rewards for meeting greater challenges. The gift, and if we think of this as the front and the back of the coin, let's say the gift being the front of the coin, is that reconnective healing allows us to completely transcend any and all of our energy healing techniques. But the challenge, the flip side of the coin, is whether or not we are willing to do so, or we could say the gift, is that this allows us to completely demystify the healing processes, the challenge is whether or not we are willing to do so. Now, when we teach this work, for instance, like when we teach this in Asheville or Los Angeles this year, what happens is we usually give a seminar that's a Friday night and then all day Saturday, Sunday. The Friday night portion is we talk about the history of the work, the theory of the work, how it evolves, and a lot of the science behind it. And then we bring up volunteers from the audience to give live demonstrations of the healing so we can see the reality of this new work that has science so fascinated. And then we also give everyone an opportunity to feel this in their hands. Um, Saturday and Sunday, however, is a working seminar for people who want to learn how to access this work. And I'm going to tell everyone right now listening, do not come if you think that we're all going to sit around, hold hands, om, and sing Kumbaya, my Lord, because it won't happen. This really is my personality, and I don't get prettier. We're very focused on learning this work. What happens is there's generally a stage in the center of the room, chairs on one side, massage tables on the other. And whether I'm teaching it or whether my other staff of teachers are teaching it, what happens is if we demonstrate a level of the work from the stage when you're in your chairs that we all go to massage tables in groups of two or four and we walk around to each of the tables and help show you how to feel different sensations in your hands and you'll notice that as you start to feel a certain sensation in your hand, you'll see the person who's lying on your table, you see their body go into certain involuntary movements. If we show you how to feel a different sensation in your hands, you'll see their body change into a different kind of movement. And as you start to recognize this, we then go back to the chairs, demonstrate the next level, go back to the tables again, and pretty much by the end of the weekend, I can make you two promises. One, 
you'll be able to access and facilitate any level of healing that I can, which is the point I believe you're trying to make, and it's a very important point. And the second point is you will be able to access and facilitate any level of healing that any human being on this planet is able to access or facilitate, whether they were raised by monks in a cave in a mountaintop in Tibet or whether they work out of a church deep in Brazil, because this new level of healing doesn't allow any one person any longer to be special. There's nothing that anyone will be able to do beyond this. However, in that case, in that way, it allows us all to be special, by all to be 100%, because each and every one of us can now access this and there is no longer a need to go to any one special person anywhere on the planet to facilitate healing. And that was very apparent in attending the, the three seminars myself. One thing that I definitely want to bring up in, in my attendance of those was there's observation that occurs, there's a feeling that, that one is taught that occurs, and then there's a playing, but very much so we are taught to get out of the way. Right. And allow the giving and receiving of the energy. Go a little bit into what that giving and receiving of the energy is like. Sure. And, and, and first of all, in simple form, there are only really two weekend seminars. One we call level one and two just because when I first started it, I figured who would come to a whole weekend with me. So I called Saturday one and Sunday two, which is silly, but I kind of stayed with it. Um, and the other seminar, one is how to do reconnective healing, and the other is how to do the reconnection. And I tell everyone right away, you don't need the second seminar. By the end of one weekend, you'll be able to facilitate any level of healing that I can and that anyone can in the world, but many people watch the second seminar, so we give it. But one of the differences in this work is that we don't need any longer to send energy. We can simply step in and feel. We are listening with a different sense. And as we access this new level of energy, light, and information, we find that if we try to do something in the way of a technique or to send something or to move in one direction instead of another, we actually limit and reduce what we're coming through to just energy, like like EFG or 123 or any of the Shambhala techniques, alpha, beta, delta, gamma, whatever we want to call them, they're energy healing techniques, which are wonderful. But when we allow ourselves to stop doing, to transcend that, to rise above it and become the observer and the observed, we find that once we interact with this new healing spectrum, we are able to access it. The researchers from around the world have been so shocked by the fact that these healings are so instantaneous and dramatic that they've started measuring people's body functions before and after they attend the seminar to find out that their brain waves are different, their gamma radiation measurements are different, their heart waves are different. Something changes once we interact with this. Even our level of light emission tends to be different as has just been discovered at the University of Arizona. Well, because it does affect our DNA as the process, the protocol, uh, excuse me, is being completed and you said something earlier about DNA, that there is some light that occurs. Is our DNA somewhat of a transmitter and receiver of light and information? What we know from the work of Dr. Fritz Pop in Germany and others is that there's a specific level of light that's emitted from human DNA. And when our health is diminishing, the light is dimming. And when our health is 
coming back up. The light is coming back up. And once we interact with this new reconnective healing spectrum, this level of light seems to optimize and the light transmits itself throughout the body. Really, basically, what I feel is going on with health is what I like to call the one cause theory. The degree to which we fall away from perfect health is the degree to which we've temporarily forgotten that we are that light. And what happens with reconnective healing practitioners is they've learned to access a new level of light that becomes a reminder to the people with whom we interact of their normal level of light, and they seem to return to that light vibration. And once they do, anything denser than light, including most health challenges, pretty much has nothing left to hold on to. And so if appropriate, at that point in time in that person's life, it falls away. And the reality is healing is just that simple. And anything, anything more complicated than that is truly just designed to sell us something. So many of us have forgotten how to be healthy and well. And in your book, you speak about 12 strands of DNA. And, and a lot of the sacred texts, a lot of religions talk about how we had a great fall or we got disconnected or there was something that allowed us to no longer uh, be so connected to our source. The reconnection brings us back to that connection? The reconnection brings us back, yes, to our original fullness of who we are and allows us to now begin to access that more consciously. It makes, it brings us to a level of becoming more multidimensional beings. And in that process, we happen to receive instantaneous and life-lasting healings that most people recognize fairly immediately, although not everyone. And the funny thing is, so everyone starts to think of this as a level of healing, when healing is just one tiny portion of it. The reality is what this is doing, what the reconnection is doing with our DNA is, in essence, restructuring the software system in our bodies as if our brain is our hardware and our DNA is our software and allowing us to exist on a more multidimensional level of consciousness, which really, I believe, is what's bringing us up to surpassing this precipice that we're on of human evolution right now, which very likely might have to do with that transition that we're stepping into around 2012. Exactly, exactly. And, and more and more people are wanting to figure out why they're here and what their purpose is. And I've, I've read in, in, in your book and in other places that the reconnection and reconnective healing also supports stepping back into that perfect blueprint, that it actually facilitates the process. That's what it is looking like as we go into the research of this. Um, you know, there's a film that was just released, a DVD called The Living Matrix, and you can check it out on the air if you go to thelivingmatrix.tv. And in that film, it opens up with the story of a five-year-old child who had cerebral palsy when unable to walk or talk or stand or take chairs or even be understood. And um, within four minutes of the healing sessions, the child's life has completely changed and he can now run and play and speak and he's just like the rest of his friends. And this type of healing is not something special that just comes through me. It's something that once we interact with it, we can all access, but we do have to interact with it first. The thing that holds us back 
is judgment and ego and a new age sense of self-entitlement that says it's just here and I can sit in a corner and own it in. And, well, actually, no, you can't. That would be like sitting in a hotel room and trying to own in the ocean. It's not coming, or if it does, you better run. It's a tsunami. You actually have to pick up your spiritual little butt and stick it in the elevator and go down to the beach to get wet with ocean water. <laughs> with this, we actually have to pick up our spiritual little butts and say, I want to interact with someone who's already accessing this because my ego is at a gentle enough place where I'm willing to recognize that there is a gift to receive from someone else and I'm not just entitled to it. But when we are willing to do that, we find that the flow of this gift truly, truly, truly opens up and we're able to access more than we've ever even dreamed possible. Does a person have to believe? No. Has not, this has nothing to do with faith, hope, or belief. When these healings first started happening, my patients were coming in to see a chiropractor, and I thought I was one. I mean, you can't really double-blind a study much better than that. Mm-hmm. And then later on, when people heard about the healings, they were often flying in from around the world, dragged in by a well-meaning husband or a wife or friend, and they'd look at me and say, I don't believe in this stuff, and I didn't even want to be here. And I'd say, you don't have to believe in it. Why don't you just say maybe it's real and maybe it isn't, but whatever it is, it's a rare opportunity to lie down and rest your eyes for 30 minutes in the middle of the day, so take it. And these people would have the healing. Dr. Pearl, I'm going to have you tell us a little bit more about your own story when we get back. You can learn more about The Reconnection at www.thereconnection.com and also attend the upcoming Mastery Conference either in Los Angeles, October 2nd through 4th, or in Amsterdam, November 20th through 22nd. There will be speakers and different seminars that are hosted by Lynn McTaggart, Masuru Umoto, Terry Cole Whitaker, Konstantin Karakoff, Joe Dispenza, Dr. Eric Pearl, and many more. We'll be right back with Dr. Eric Pearl and a little bit more on The Reconnection. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The wisdom of the labyrinth is designed to encourage you to discover, renew, and improve your spiritual practice to sustain you during this time of planetary upheaval. Join Lauren Archeress for an ongoing conversation that includes storytellers, authors, improvisational musicians, and wisdom speakers from all walks of life. The labyrinth offers guidance and strength as we put one foot in front of the other to meet the challenges and embrace the joys that life offers. The Wisdom of the Labyrinth, Thursdays at noon west, 3 p.m. east on 7th Wave Network. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You 
are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Dr. Eric Pearl, author of The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself, has brought forward a new protocol of healing and consciousness called The Reconnection and Reconnected Healing. With this new protocol, individuals are able to allow themselves access to frequencies of light energy and information. You can learn more about this through some upcoming trainings and seminars in Asheville, North Carolina, October 24th and 25th, or in Los Angeles, September 25th through 27th. For additional trainings, go to thereconnection.com. Dr. Pearl, I'd like to go a little bit more into the story about how you came into these frequencies and what the significance of the 333 is. Okay. Um, let me just finish with where we were. The people who came in who didn't believe in it, we tell them that they don't have to believe in it. They could just lie down and close their eyes and see what happens. And these were the people who had the healings. If anyone didn't have the healing, it wasn't the person who didn't believe in it. It was the person who came in believing in it too much. The person who says, I know this works. It has to work. I've read every book ever written on healing. I've only walked in clockwise circles from full moon to full moon and this month is a blue moon, so I get to moon everyone an extra time. It was these people with the intense attachment that if anyone could limit the healings, it would be them. But you see, belief didn't play a role in it. And the people who didn't believe in it, well, if they didn't believe in it, they couldn't really be attached to it. And so it seems that the way we allow ourselves to receive the gifts of the universe is by letting go of the neediness and the attachment to it. It's more so of just really being willing and being innocent to just allow whatever wants to happen or needs to happen to happen. It's a willingness to observe, and you can look at it that way, simply to observe without attachment. And unfortunately, a lot of this has been um, taken away from us from the ways that we've been taught. We have been taught to practice technique with ego. Um, and then we've been taught to say that we need to transcend our egos, and we haven't recognized that what we've been taught to be doing is actually an ego reinforcement instead of allowing us to transcend it. For instance, if you look at the conversations that people have involved in healing, you often hear people saying things like, I walked into the healing room and I immediately saw that the auras were out of balance and I could tell that the blue and the purple needed to be rearranged and I knew that the red didn't belong there so I removed the red and then I felt the area where the energy was congested and I removed the congestion and everything flowed freely again. Aren't I wonderful? Well, they, don't not, they might not add aren't I wonderful out loud but the point is maybe they should because it might be the first way that we can start to hear what we're actually doing and saying and the reality is we're not this foolish if we look at the human body in its physical form for instance if you have a football player who injures his knee there's swelling there's heat there's redness there's altered function there's pain the pain is the knee picking up the body's telephone line calling up to the brain saying help 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 and the brain says okay gotcha i'm going to send blood increased blood supply down so we're going to wash away the damaged tissue and the area will change colors and we're going to send heat to help expedite the changes that are going on and there'll be 
swelling to limit the movement so you don't overwork the joint and nutrient fluids will be carried in the swelling to help the healing process and we'll stay on the phone until the healing is done and then we'll say goodbye and hang up, which is really just the perfect intelligence of the universe or God or love or whatever word you want to use displaying itself through the innate intelligence of the human body. But we tend to go and get medications and stop that innate intelligence from acting out in its normal manner. Right, right. We tend to interfere with it and function in a less intelligent way. We'll take that athlete, we'll throw him on the table. During halftime of the game, we'll take ultrasound or some other artificial electrical current uh, and short-circuit the phone call so the knee's hollering, help, 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 and the brain hears, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so it hangs up. Then we give, like you said, anti-inflammatories and painkillers. We send the guy back out on a playing field with a pain-free knee, but it didn't heal, probably balanced on an ankle that was pain-free but didn't heal from a few years ago, and probably been playing with a back that had been pain-free, but for the past year or so the pain's acting up again because the healing process never really took place, and we wonder why our athletes don't have a career after the age of 30. Now, the truth is, if we're able to recognize this, then we have to start to wonder or ask ourselves if the intelligence of the universe is less intelligent off of the body than it is on the body. In other words, when that healing practitioner steps in and starts rearranging the aura colors to where it belongs, what makes them think that the alteration in aura colors was any less an expression of the universal intelligence than the changes in color that go on with the human tissue during the healing process? And what makes them think that the um, area of congestion was any less intelligent than the, um, than the area of density and swelling around the knee that limited the motion of the knee and kept it bathed in nutrient fluids. And so when we step in and we start rearranging these things, what we're actually saying is, gee, God, thanks a lot. You've done a really swell job with most of the universe, but you missed a few spots. Let me help you. Here's my business card with the rainbows and fairies that tells you all the healing techniques I've learned so far. Anytime I can be of help again, let me know. I'd love to stay and talk, but I've got to run off. I'm giving you a course on how to transcend your ego. You might want to drop in. I've got a good point for you here or there. Well, and when, when an individual goes to see a reconnective healing practitioner, uh, they don't really want to know what's wrong with the person. No. No, absolutely you're correct because, I mean, the fact is, is that different healing approaches logically take different approaches. If you're a medical doctor, you are most likely negligent if you don't diagnose your patient. But if you're a reconnective healing practitioner, at this high level of healing, you're most likely negligent if you do diagnose the person who's coming to you. The less we know about the person on the table, the better off that person is because the less likely we are to take our ego and our limited conscious human educated mind and try to direct the healing according to what we are able to understand. The gift is, are we willing to rise above the doingness of the techniques and to let go of the fast food of the immediate ego response and instead rise to become the level of the observer and the observed, the witness and the witness. And when we are willing to simply step in as an observer, as a catalyst, instead of attempting to direct a healing, then the universe tends to display the full beauty of the healing process before us as if we're being invited into the home of the healing process. And last I checked, when you're invited into someone's home, it's simply not appropriate to rearrange their furniture. It is appropriate, however, 
to sit down and enjoy and experience and appreciate what they've created. Well, it seems as if this form of healing is also here to teach us to go back and really be the witness and and stop trying to control so much, to really just allow and see what's going on that's present before us. Absolutely. And these teachings are not new. These teachings have been around forever. What is new is that the universe has opened up a new level of healing that we're able to access that is truly responsive to us being willing to access these levels of teachings of mastery that have been around. But it is a challenge because, you know, our energy healing techniques have been like training wheels on a bicycle, which are very valuable. But once we master the bicycle with training wheels, we have to remove the training wheels if we ever expect to master the bicycle itself. And the true gift of our healing techniques is truly only accessible once we transcend the techniques themselves. And in regard to the phrases that kept coming through many of the patients you initially initially worked with, what do they mean or, or what have you interpreted the meaning is behind strings and strands? Well, we know that strands are DNA, and we know that strings are, at least on one basic level, multidimensional levels of existence. Like string theory is in science that, you know, we're all existing in time simultaneously on many different planes and many different levels. So, in other words, it's like this. How does a computer work? You've got your computer hardware, and it's run by software. The software program allows you to get information from the computer itself and allows you to access that Internet field out there somewhere. Upgrade the software, better information from within the computer, and better access to that Internet field out there somewhere. So what if our brains are our hardware and our DNA is our software? Then as we are reconnecting or restructuring our DNA, we are receiving a human software upgrade, which allows better information from within the brain and better, more comprehensive access to that multidimensional field in which we all exist, what science today calls zero-point field. And as far as bringing light and information onto the planet, how are we bringing the light and the information? Is it specific information? Is it is it things that we can literally... No, or is it coming into us at a deeper level? Coming in at a much deeper level. What's, again, what's happening is once we interact with this, and we do need to interact with it to experience it from another person, something seems to change within us. Now, some of the researchers feel that receptors that might have been dormant are activated. Others feel that certain kind of receptors are coming into creation, some people feel that it's just simply activating a new level of awareness. Different scientists have different theories that they're espousing about what happens once we interact with this new reconnected healing frequency. They're so in awe and drawn over the fact that the healings are instantaneous and lifelong, and they're looking at the changes that happen in people that all we have right now is theory, and we don't know what this is, but even more so, we don't know what it isn't. And that's a very common statement that you teach all of your practitioners, is that it's okay to say you don't know, that it's all right to just be in awareness of this and witnessing to this. 
it's not only just okay to say that we don't know, I don't know is one of the most powerful phrases we can incorporate into our lexicon because when we say that we know the answer, we stop learning right there on the spot. You know, the people who leave the seminars unchanged are the ones who come in looking to validate or verify what they think they already know and they go, I, I, this is the answer. And the moment we say this is the answer, we stop learning. But when we're willing to say, I don't know, the world of possibility opens up. We get to say, I don't know, however I see this potential, and I don't know, however I see that potential. And if I can bring these two potentials together, I see something more, which appears to be an even better answer, except the truth is, it's not an answer at all. They're just building blocks from which we can ask better questions, because our growth comes not in the answers. It comes in the questioning. Philosophy is about the questioning. We will all know all the answers all too soon. We are here to be willing to question and to not know. Is there an age limit as to who can access reconnective healing frequencies? Does it do you, can a child do it? Can can a ninety five year old do it? Everyone can access it. No, not a ninety six year old, but a ninety five year old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. No, they're 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 Everyone can access this. The only thing that allows us to or keeps us from it is our willingness to listen. Um, our attempt to make this appear to be the same as everything else becomes a limitation. What science is recognized right now and is saying is that reconnective healing is not another modality of healing. It's its own field, its own genre, which is so vast and comprehensive that it totally includes everything we've been able to access through energy healing. So the limitation is only proportionate to our willingness or our unwillingness to let go of the doingness of technique and to allow ourselves to access by becoming the observer and the observed. I am here with Dr. Eric Pearl. Each of our bodies contains its own set of energetic lines and points. Although only remnants of what they once were, these lines and points continue to serve as our interface with the universe, a channel that facilitates our communication of energy, light, and information between large and small, macrocosm and microcosm, the universe and humankind. We became disconnected from these lines and we lost the fullness of our inherent connection to the universe, distancing us from our previous rapid expansion and rate of evolution. The reconnection brings in new axiotonal lines that reconnect us on more powerful and evolved levels than ever before. You can learn more about the reconnection at www.thereconnection.com. You can also pick up Dr. Eric Curl's book, The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself. We'll be right back with Dr. Eric Curl. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 
1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Dr. Eric Pearl ran a highly successful chiropractic practice for 12 years when one day patients began reporting they felt his hands on them even though he had not physically touched them. There have been miraculous healings from cancers, aid-related diseases, epilepsy, chronic fatigue syndrome, multiple cirrhosis, and many, many more serious afflictions. His patients' healings have been documented in six books to date, and you can attend sessions uh, with, by connecting to a Reconnective Healing Practitioner at thereconnection.com, or you can be trained to be a practitioner by attending one of his seminars, which you can also find on his website. Upcoming in the U.S., we have Asheville, North Carolina, October 24th and 25th, and Los Angeles, California, September 25th and 27th. In addition, there is a Mastery Conference in L.A. on October 2nd through 4th, and in Amsterdam on November 20th and 22nd. Dr. Pearl, there are a set of numbers that have been connected with uh, people that are wanting to have the reconnection done, and that is $333. It was the amount you originally paid when you had uh, your axiotonal alignment done that was the key to unlocking this on the planet. What is the significance of those numbers? The 333 tends to be, um, is apparently the vibration through which this work made itself present on the planet. Um, and, of course, it also, the form of $333 that I paid seems to have represented a certain kind of a value, a value that's sufficient enough that acknowledges that we're making an investment in ourselves and in our transformation. It apparently worked for me, although at the time that I did this in 1993, $333 was a whole lot more expensive <laughs> of course. Than, it, than it is today. It's always entertaining when I hear someone say, well, $333 is, is a lot of money. Well, yeah, it was a lot more then. And they go, you know, and, and, and this should be, you know, the reconnection should be accessible to everyone. Well, reconnective healing is accessible to everyone um, because, you know, the, the, the fees that the practitioners charge are, you know, much less than that. But the reason for the $333 fee, even though it's far less of an expensive fee than when I paid it, is because we really do need to think about it. The reconnection is something that is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And we need to think about it more than we think about 
you know, if you're married, taking your brother and sister and their husband and wife out to dinner. You know, if, if three couples go out to a nice restaurant for dinner, it's not a lot after drinks and dessert to spend $300. And this being a once-in-a-lifetime thing, you should re require just a little bit of thought and investment to it. So it's got a combination of the value that requires, we think, before we reach into our pockets, and the vibration of the 333. And there's possibly, probably much more to this, although I don't fully understand it all. The fact is, the universe, you know, our minds, our brains most easily work on a, you know, on a, a decimal system or on a system of tens in mathematics. And yet the reality is the universe seems to exist more on 3, 6, 9, 12, that kind of a concept, 12 months to a year, 360 degrees to a circle, six sides to a carbon molecule. I mean, the, the universe and life seems to exist on 3, 6, 9, and 12, and so does this new level of existence and healing. And someone that wants to have the reconnection performed on them, is there a certain number of reconnective healing sessions that should be done prior? Does that amp the body up in some way? You know, I... There are no absolute answers to this. My recommendation is that someone receives one, two, or three reconnective healing sessions first to allow the clearing of the body. But if, you know, but some people want to go directly into having a reconnection session. The difference mainly is that there's this umbrella concept of us reconnecting to the universe. The part of it that is related or more geared towards healing is what we call reconnective healing. And the part of it called the reconnection is the part that tends to throw us onto our life course maybe even faster than we might even think that we wanted to go, but it's quite a ride. And what do you anticipate the effect of reconnective healing on the planet will be in, let's say, five years? Well, already the book, The Reconnection, is in 33 languages. I've, we've already taught over 60,000 people how to do this work. A good 20%, meaning a good 12,000 of these people doing the work so far are mainstream medical doctors and healthcare practitioners, including medical researchers. So this work is already in hospitals and in private practices, as well as um, people using them in their own private lives, people who are not uh, mainstream healthcare professionals. Another, maybe 30% um, of the practitioners are masters and grandmasters in our various healing techniques, the old ones and even the new ones who have recognized that the techniques themselves, although they bring us closer, become the actual glass ceiling or the limitation to mastering healing themselves. And the rest, the other 50% of the people, are really the, the mainstream of the world, um, actors, journalists, um, the you know, public politicians, even kings and queens and royalty of countries. So we're recognizing that this is a new level of existence, and hopefully, the reconnection and reconnective healing will become as common terms as Coca-Cola and as, as many households as you find a Coca-Cola bottle. Not to equate this with healing, but just for the concept of knowing this. Um, we will recognize the reconnection and we will at one point no longer need to teach it. It will become second nature. It will become our evolution. And I want to thank you, Dr. Pearl, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. We've really enjoyed learning more about the reconnection. The six phrases for the reconnection are, we are here to tell you to continue doing what you're doing. 
What you are doing is bringing light and information onto the planet. What you are doing is reconnecting strands. What you are doing is reconnecting strings. You must know that you are a master. We have come because of your reputation. I hope you'll take a moment and go to thereconnection.com and access more information to discover how this can be powerful in your own life. I'm Simran Singh, and I'll see you next week on 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.